If you love chats with your girlfriends and learning about self-care from many angles, this podcast is for you. Alyssa is a passionate host who clearly puts a lot of thought into her guests. That comes at you from Fur Mom 810 Thank you so much, lady, for the amazing review on iTunes. And if you are one of the countless other people who have reached out to me and let me know that an episode moved you in some way, made you laugh, made you cry, taught you something, or made you feel like you were sitting down with a couple of girlfriends, it would mean so much to me for you to review this podcast on iTunes. Without getting into details, this is a major measure of how iTunes helps our podcast get seen more often by people who need to hear our message, who are just like you. As always, your love and attention means the world. Now, onto the show. Hey JD Tribe, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight, brought to you by the Journal Deck, a 52-card deck where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self-care and personal growth, which is now available to shop at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. I am your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today is a solo hostful episode where I'm taking you behind the scenes and into my business mind about why I didn't use Kickstarters for my crowdfunded business, even though it's the number one crowdfunding website. We're definitely going to unpack that craziness. So you may be wondering, what the heck does this episode theme have to do with self-care? But I assure you that it does. Because this decision to not use the number one crowdfunding website caused many headaches and a lot of deep thought, but ultimately it is what felt right. And I learned a lot about honoring yourself and others. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take a closer look. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now or following me on Instagram over at The Journal Deck, You may have picked up on the fact that I'm a firm believer in a feminine business approach, which brings me to my first point of why I didn't end up using Kickstarters. So let me transition a little bit here. Before I get to the point, I want to just clarify that most of us know what it is, but for those of us that don't, Kickstarters is the number one, as I've been saying, the number one crowdfunding website that people use to get help from a community, from people just like you, many of you who actually did donate to um, my uh, crowdfunding um, through the journal deck to get this baby off the ground. But it's basically, it's almost more than a donation because to me, a donation almost implies that you're just donating the money. You're not getting really anything in return. And crowdfunding and Kickstarters and what I did is is more than that. It's someone is saying, I believe in what you're trying to do, your product or your business, whatever it might be. And I'm giving you my money in some form of, you know, there's usually different tiers. 
like we had, you could just buy the deck or you could buy the bundle for a little bit more and you got a mala necklace plus the deck or you could just buy the deck or you could just donate, which we actually did have two people that just donated just to donate. And you're getting something then in return. You're saying, I believe in your product. I'm buying this. That's almost, it's a pre-order system essentially. And the idea is that it's crowdfunding, that the, the product needs a crowd, a community to, to, to rally behind it and say, we want this to come to life and we're going to help you make it happen because, you know, as you know, businesses don't just fall out of the air. <laughs> money doesn't fall out of the air. You need money to be able to make stuff happen. And I ended up finding out, you know, that the printing world is actually really expensive. The paper world, the printing world, there's, um, you know, even buying boxes and figuring out what the packaging would be. It's expensive, guys. Let me just tell you, I didn't know about any of this. The packaging world, the paper and the printing world, it's pricey. And I realized very early on, I was going to need to do some type of crowdfunding to be able to make this dream happen. So that's essentially what Kickstarters is. It's, you know, with Kickstarters, it's literally like they're helping to kickstart your business. And you know, there's other types, you know, of things out there. There's some things like called GoFundMe. Those are a little bit more towards the donation realm rather than a crowdfunding realm because you don't typically get anything for doing a GoFundMe. But then I used something called um, Salary. I've talked a bit about this, haven't gone into a lot of detail. And this is by no means, this is, I'm not getting paid to say any of this at all, but I used something called Celery. It's a software system that basically allows for pre-orders where I could take people's money and store it safely on the computer in a database software and not charge them until we had enough money and it was like, yes, we are definitely going to print and now I will charge your card with the stored information. So that's the program I ended up going with was called Celery, just like Celery that you eat. And it's a newer company, I believe. It was suddenly started a couple years ago. But eventually, um, it's what I went ended up going with because, and what I'll get into, I, I didn't feel right about Kickstarters. For some reason, it really wasn't sitting right with me. So when I Googled different ways to do crowdfunding, Celery is one of the things, one of the platforms that came up and what I ended up going with because it, it felt more aligned with me than Kickstarters. And I am all about alignment. I'm sure you've picked up on that. So for me, it was a clear decision in the end that I needed to go with Celery to do pre-orders rather than Kickstarters. And now I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so now that we've talked, you understand the difference between you know, um, Kickstarters. Now I want to talk about, you know, why I didn't do it. Why is Celery different? What did it allow me to do that, that Kickstarters didn't? Course correcting. That's going to be point one here. I have two major reasons for why I didn't go with Kickstarters and why I went with Celery for my pre-orders, for my crowdfunding to get the journal deck off the ground and into your homes, which they are now all officially in your homes for everyone who pre-ordered and I got them all shipped out and it's super amazing and like dreams alive, right? Okay, so anyhow, here we go. All right, point one, course correcting. 
What is course correcting? Okay, to me, course correcting is something I do all the time. I feel like I am the queen of course correcting. I'm a firm believer in course correcting when needed, when necessary. Course correcting is basically when, like, you're, say you're in a figurative fall, like you're mid-journey, you're mid-fall, you're going through something, and all of a sudden, you get new information And you change your mind and you make a sharp left or you take a sharp right or you go sideways or backwards or whatever it might be. Um, That was a course correction. You all of a sudden were like, "Er, wait, I want to go this way or I don't want to do this at all. And you just completely leave (laughs) Um, or you go with a completely different route. That's course correcting. Okay, so mid fall and wait. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go this way. Or I'm going to do something completely different. I'm not going to do it at all. I am the queen of this. I'm a firm believer that you have to be course correcting like all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, all over the place and sporadic and I can't focus. To me, it just means that I am constantly, as I believe we all are, I am learning new information as it comes to me. And I'm changing my mind accordingly. I am making sound decisions with that new information accordingly as it all comes to me. So to me, nothing is black and white. Nothing is fixed. Things are always changing. And, you know, they always say that's the one constancy in life is change. So to me... This is my personal opinion, and I'm by no way, I'm not bashing Kickstarters. This is not a a bashing of Kickstarters podcast by any means. It's just why it didn't feel right to me. So for me, Kickstarters felt really masculine. That's a great way to put it. It felt very fixed. It felt very masculine. It felt very linear. Because let me explain how it works. Essentially is... You pick in the beginning of your campaign a said um, a said amount of money that you want to raise, and you are locked into that amount. And if you do not raise that much money in X amount of time, typically thirty days, then you essentially it it fails. Um, it's not a successful campaign. You don't get any of the money. It's it's a flop. And you know you could always try again and adjust, and at that point afterwards adjust, and you know maybe change your goal amount or change you know make changes after that. But you can't change your goal amount, and you can't make those big changes while the campaign is actually live. So you really can't make those large changes until essentially um, it were to fail and be deemed unsuccessful and not a funded Kickstarter. So. To me, that's a very masculine, linear approach. And as I said in the intro, I'm very much into a feminine business approach. I am a woman. I believe women lead best from their feminine energy. And feminine energy is more flowing. It's more changeable. It's not a fixed thing. That's more of a masculine energy. Masculine is more stable and more fixed and more unmoving. And there's nothing wrong with masculine energy. We need that grounding, stable force in our lives. But I am a woman and I believe I do better when I am really in more of a flow state, when I'm more going with the flow, I'm more with that changeable flowing energy 
rather than a push energy um, and unmoving energy and that that doesn't exactly really work as well for me and I think that's because I'm a woman I'm naturally flowing I'm naturally changing all the time literally um so to me having this fixed random goal didn't feel right um it it just felt so check off the boxes it felt very linear they even have like you hit certain tiers like you hit certain goal numbers like oh okay you hit your first thousand that unlocks this or you hit then your next five thousand that was your next goal and you unlock this it's literally checking off boxes until you get to the big one and then you're funded and woo and that's exciting but to me that whole check off the boxes and linear approach fixed goal it doesn't make sense it didn't make sense for me to do because nothing in my life I don't do anything that way I I I avoid that idea of like checking off boxes I walked away from a life of checking off boxes, right? Like I left grad school in that nine to five world that I was going to be in because it didn't feel right. Okay, so then why would I go into my, this new company, the journal deck, this new business endeavor and start it with a super linear masculine approach with a fixed goal and a linear approach and checking off boxes, not being able to change my mind or change, you know, different aspects of the campaign as it goes along that felt really wrong and celery what I found for me I liked about it was that it allowed you to you know there was you didn't have to pick you don't have to pick um a goal number it could be whatever you wanted it to be in the beginning and then as you needed to just change it because they don't even ask you about that it's just a pre-order system really it's a pre-order system and software that simply allows you to take people's credit card informations and store them safely until the idea is that you know you're ready to then fill the orders because you have enough money you have enough orders and so that's what felt better for me I was able to, and some of you probably even noticed, I started out saying I had to make $10,000 because I wanted to be able to order a thousand decks and that was going to cost that much money. But as I was going through the process, I really realized, wait a minute, I why do I need to make 10000 Why do I need to... Why do I have to make a thousand decks and raise a ten thousand dollars? I don't. Couldn't I buy two hundred and fifty decks instead of a thousand decks and still, you know, reach eighty to a hundred people who don't have this deck right now? And this thing could be born, this journal deck could be born and in people's hands. Wouldn't that still be a success? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. It like hit me. And I was looking at the numbers, realizing, you know, that we had orders. Like, we had orders coming in. Were they pouring in, like, some um, crazy Kickstarters campaign where they're just pouring in and they raise, like, $200,000 and the people are overwhelmed? No, that wasn't my experience. Does that mean that I wasn't successful? No, it didn't. I was successful. Orders were coming in. And 
I just had that moment of realization though that like, you know what, we're not going to hit $10,000 in two months. But that doesn't mean that I'm not successful. That doesn't mean that this cannot be a success and that this can't come to be. I just had to do a course correction. I just had to stay in my feminine flow state and say, okay, I'm going to course correct here. I'm going to lower my amount down to, you know, 2000 and some dollars. I forget what the amount ended up being we needed, maybe 2700 or something. And that'll give me enough money and then some to be able to order 250 decks and 250 pouches for them to go in. So ultimately, that's 500 units of, of, of different products between the 250 decks and the 250 pouches. So wow, right? Like that's amazing and successful. And that's not to be diminished. That's not to be seen as a failure just because I couldn't, that initial goal that I had set, which I even had on my website is 10,000. Who cares? Okay, then it didn't, it, it, that wasn't, that wasn't happening. That didn't mean that I still couldn't make this work and that it couldn't be beautiful and amazing and be, be born. It absolutely could. And it was, you guys now have them in your homes. So that really is, was my first big reason was I didn't like that Kickstarters didn't allow for that course correcting for that feminine energy of being in the moment taking new information in as it comes and making changes accordingly with what felt right and aligned. So that was big point for me, major big point number one. Um, to me, feminine, the celery just felt more in line with my feminine flowing, changeable state and Kickstarters felt more masculine. Okay, on to point number two. This is piggybacking off of the point I just made. I said that Kickstarters, if you don't hit that initial goal that you set when you made your campaign go live, say the 10000 if I would have went with that, we would have not been funded. And to me, it would have felt like I was saying... To all of you who ordered, you know, all 80 or some of you, it would have been like saying, your order, it didn't count. It wasn't enough. Like, it wasn't good enough. Thanks, but sorry, it, it's not going to happen. Like, it wasn't good enough. You, you guys didn't really show up enough for me, so sorry, you know, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks kind of thing. And you just don't get the money. Like it just, all of the money just gets, you know, refunded and none of it goes through. And I think that that sucks. I think that energetically didn't feel right. It didn't sit right to me for people to feel like, I believed in this product and it wasn't enough. It's not going to happen. And to me, that felt really awful. It felt like saying you didn't count, your order didn't count, it wasn't enough. 
and you all count to me. Every single freaking order counted and meant the world to me. Every time I got a notification from Celery saying, you have a new order, you have a new order, you have a new order. Oh my goodness, like it literally lit me up like you know, a firework. I was so happy and so proud and so grateful. They all freaking counted. And the thought of having to refund those and say, never mind, not enough. Ugh. We all already struggle with that feeling of not being enough. So to infuse that into, again, my business at the beginning of it, no. No, 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 did not feel right, did not feel aligned. You all counted. Every single order counted meant something to me. Whether we would have had enough to buy 50 decks, 250 decks, 500 decks, 1,000 decks, didn't matter. I was going to figure out and you all were going to count in some way. And I knew that in my bones. So for me, energetically, that whole idea of of it not being enough and, and just it didn't sit right. So... That was really um, that was really important to me, and I tell you guys all the time, like how grateful I am that any of you that showed up and and donated and, or you know bought a deck or a mala bundle, it it meant something. It it meant it meant all of this. It meant this podcast. It meant all of you right now who are sitting there, you know, showing me and tagging me now in your pictures. It meant dreams alive. So that meant a whole damn lot to me and I'm very grateful and that's why I hand wrote every single you know I wrote your names on every single thank you card for the pre-orders and then signed them because you all meant something to me as I was going through that I was literally saying you know thank you Caitlin thank you Emily thank you Ariana like I was going through every single one and and saying that as I was as I was writing them, I genuinely was doing that to really like feel it in my bones. So, yeah, that was my point two. Point one: course correcting, masculine, feminine. Point two: you all counted, and energetically, I didn't say right to me the thought of you not counting. Um, yeah, just no. You're all super important. So those are my top two reasons for why I ended up going with Celery and I didn't go with Kickstarters. To me, the overall lesson of how, you know, I want you to, you know, what you can take away from this, I guess, is if something doesn't feel right, you know, don't box yourself in. You can do things your own way. Do the research, do the work, get in there and figure out something that is going to work, that is going to feel aligned. You don't have to box yourself in. If it feels wrong, it feels wrong. I literally could not shake the feeling that doing a Kickstarter didn't feel right. And again, this isn't me sitting here bashing Kickstarters. It works for thousands and thousands and maybe even millions of people. But it didn't feel right for me. Celery did, and I'm really grateful that I found them and that it, it, it worked for me. So find something that does feel right and that does work for you. Another lesson from this is that obviously you can, you know, you can change your mind. And I encourage you to change your mind as frequently as you need to based on what feels right at the time with the new information that you are gaining at any given moment. Because why? Why? 
because there is a difference between being reckless and being in tune. I'll say that again. There is a difference between being reckless and being in tune. There's a difference between, you know, being airy and being flaky and all over the place and being really in tune and really aligned and knowing who you are and knowing what feels right. There's definitely a difference. We can sometimes make this feminine quality of being really changeable as if it's a bad thing, right? As if you're flaky or airy and all over the place and not stable or or grounded in any way. And I don't think that's really necessarily true. I think that you can be really in flow and feel really grounded and stable at the same time, right? I think that you can really have both. I think you can have that balance of masculine and feminine inside of you. But again, for me as a woman, I just feel that I lead best from that feminine energy and that if I do that, then that masculine, more stable energy will naturally come. So I hope that that made some sense. I've been thinking about this a lot and I was waiting for the right opportunity to share this insight into my business of the journal deck and in my mind and how I approach a feminine business and what that means to me. And I wanted to wait until the right time and it felt like now is the right time since all the pre-orders are out. And I wanted to share that piece of the puzzle with you of how this all came to be. And I want to turn it over to you guys now with a journal prompt. I want you to, you know, if you want to finish listening to this and go in At some point today or tomorrow or whenever it comes to you, really ask yourself and journal about, are you a fan of course correcting or do you push through no matter what? Is there somewhere in your life where you need to course correct, where you need to make a change, but you're afraid? Maybe what new information has come in that is make you thinking that, that is making making you think that you need to course correct. And of course, then how can you course correct and do what feels right? So a couple of questions there for you to ponder, think about, write in your journal about, and hopefully course correct if you need to. All right, guys. That is a wrap. That was a nice little short riff today on My Business Mind and how that tied into my self-care and creating this business. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by The Journal Deck. If this podcast moved you in some way, I kindly ask you to review it, guys, so that we can continue our mission of spreading self-care and living your truth. Your kindness, your love, and your attention means the world to me. Until next time, I am Melissa Cousins signing off for the journal deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.